Welcome to the What is Stoicism podcast. While we are postponing, life speeds by. That was the stark warning Seneca offered 2,000 years ago that continues to ring true. When we're faced with difficulty, the easiest thing to do is to postpone dealing with it. Sadly, like weeds in a garden, an ignored problem will typically grow if left unattended. The answer, of course, is to get active in your own rescue. To understand what needs to be done, break it down into manageable steps, and get started. Here are 10 Stoic-inspired questions that will help you take the first step today. Question 1. If you don't feel good, ask yourself, when was the last time I did something good? While a healthy mental perspective is a vital component of a good life, you can't think yourself into goodness. For the Stoic, it's not enough to merely know goodness. To have a good life, you have to be good. If you need convincing, consider how you feel after doing something good. It's a self-rewarding act. Pull an excerpt from Ray Bradbury's great poem, Doing is Being. Quote, So doing brings it out. Kills doubt by simply jumping, rushing, running. Forth to be the new discovered me. To not do is to die, or lie about, and lie about the things you just might do someday. So to feel, be, to be, do, end quote. Do something good today, however small. Look outside yourself and help someone who needs it. In the show notes I'll include a link to some ideas for anonymous acts of kindness. Question 2. If every decision is a struggle, ask yourself... Do I know my principles? Without principles to guide you, without a philosophy of life, each day is an improvisation. Time must be dedicated to weighing up each decision and assessing every desire. Should I do this? Do I need that? With no stable foundation, you're like an empty paper bag being blown here and there by the winds of everyday life, or as Marcus Aurelius put it, like a puppet being jerked around at random. Quote, It's time to appreciate that you have within yourself something that's stronger and more divine than the things that generate the passions in you and in general tug you around like a puppet. What's in my mind right now? Might it be fear? Mistrust? Desire? Something else like that? End quote. Take time to define your principles. A clearer view of your own philosophy gives you something to refer to when making decisions or assenting to desires. You're able to say whether your decisions align with the sort of person you are. And again in the show notes I'll include a link to a short exercise you can use that's borrowed directly from Marcus Aurelius. Question 3. If you're worried about the future, ask yourself, can I specifically define what I'm worried about? Worries often only persist and float around in your head because they are too vague to pin down. Because they aren't specific, the problems never get solved. You're not giving yourself anything to solve. If you can plan around whatever is specifically worrying you about the future, it can help you move on from such worries. Feeling prepared provides a level of security in the present that you can't get from the imaginary future. Turn your vague worry into a specific imagined outcome and make a plan to prevent it from happening. Write it out in clear, simple terms to help your mind assimilate it. Question 4. If the judgment of others is holding you back, Ask yourself, what am I afraid of? 
You may get discouraged from really following your interests and callings because you're worried about what others will say. It isn't the consequences of trying something new that hold you back, but the judgments from an invisible jury that you've created in your mind. To minimize reliance on outcomes, and therefore be less disrupted by rejection or need for praise, seek only to fulfill your own standards. Doing your best work then becomes your reliable source of self-respect and you become less dependent on the unreliable source of other people's opinions. What's more, people are more concerned about their own lives. It follows that you'd be a lot less concerned about what others think of you if you could see how seldom they do. To quote Marcus Aurelius, Do not waste the time you have left thinking about others unless it serves some good and useful purpose, for it takes you away from other work. End quote. Knowing that the jury is invisible, knowing that you're following your own standards, knowing that most people are only thinking about themselves, go do whatever it is that lights up your soul. Question 5. If you want to feel part of a community, ask yourself, when was the last time I contributed to a community? There's a certain intellectual or emotional loneliness that can ensue when you aren't interacting with people who share your interests or who are on the same wavelength as you. Being part of a positive community of like-minded others provides a real sense of purpose and joy, but it's not always easy to break into one. The simple answer is to begin by contributing to the community, help its members, serve first. When a community receives proof of your ability to contribute, it will reciprocate. And, more importantly, in proving yourself that you are of use to others, that you can contribute, you elevate your own self-worth. As Marcus Aurelius wrote, Have I done something that contributes to the common good? Then I too have benefited. So whether your chosen community is online or offline, start helping its members. Seek no reward or recognition. Simply have the confidence that your deeds will come back to you in a good way. As Seneca wrote, the reward for a good deed is to have done it. Question 6. If a problem seems insurmountable, ask yourself, can I treat this as a challenge? You will inevitably face difficult circumstances every day. That's life. That's fate. The Stoics taught that only your judgments about these circumstances can trouble you, not the circumstances themselves. If you can accept what happens to you in this spirit, then you can view every circumstance as an opportunity to improve your virtue. By viewing a setback as a challenge, you can minimize overly emotional responses in favor of more rational ones. As fire tests gold, wrote Seneca, so adversity tests brave men. Think about how you can treat a problem you're facing as a challenge. Write some ideas on how it can be used to improve your character by invoking the stoic virtues of wisdom, justice, moderation and courage. Now, whether you pass the challenge or not, do your best. Question 7. If you're procrastinating on a task, ask yourself, do I know enough to do it well? When you put off starting a task, it's likely that you're feeling intimidated by its difficulty. The thought of not being competent enough to complete the task is a strong enough deterrent to refrain from ever starting it. Building the confidence to get started can be as simple as preparing better. First, be clear about what needs to be done. A problem well stated is half solved. Then research how it has been done before. There are virtually infinite old solutions to new problems. And as the old saying goes, there is nothing new under the sun. Good practice is always based on sound theory. 
Seneca summarized it well. Our lack of confidence is not the result of difficulty. The difficulty comes from our lack of confidence. So define the task you're procrastinating on. What needs to be done? Conduct research into how it has been tackled in the past. Start with the smallest possible step. Question 8. If you're feeling overwhelmed, ask yourself, how would this look from far away? From Seneca. We believe these affairs of ours are great because we are small. End quote. By repeatedly telling yourself negative stories, you add a second layer of suffering to whatever sorrow you happen to encounter. Due to your close proximity to them, instead of detaching from the stories, you end up detached from reality. You get overwhelmed because you overestimate. You, me, all of us, we forget we are a tiny speck on the timeline of existence. If you are to see those stories for what they are, you must zoom out from them. One way is to apply the same objectivity, or even brute scepticism to them, as you would if being told a similar story by a friend. Another is to imagine yourself high above the earth. From this perspective, your everyday troubles take on a freeing insignificance. Zoom out from your troubles and see the bigger picture. If you'd like to give that a go, I'll include a link in the show notes to the view from above exercise. Question 9. If you're feeling lonely, ask yourself, am I sharing anything meaningful with at least one other person? In his book Lost Connections, Johan Hari defines loneliness as follows, quote, Loneliness isn't the physical absence of other people, it's the sense that you're not sharing anything that matters with anyone else, end quote. This can be an eye-opening shift in perspective for those who had previously seen loneliness as not being around lots of other people. Even if you're constantly in the company of other humans, it's still possible to feel lonely. It may seem counterintuitive if you feel lonely, but the answer is to look outside yourself. Share what matters with people who matter. Time, for example, is often seen as something to be hoarded for oneself, but how nice it is to share it with those you deem worthy. Share something that matters with someone. Communicate what feels important to you with a trusted friend or family member. You will instantly feel a reconnection, and they will too. Question 10. If you're afraid to act, ask yourself, what if I did nothing? We tend to regret the things we don't do more than the things we do. If you're to fear anything about a certain action, let it be the consequence of not taking it. Sure, it may not turn out the way you want, but at least you can learn from it. If you never try, you'll never know. Prioritize that one thing you most need to take action on. Break it down into its constituent parts to find the smallest task you can complete to get started and go do it right now. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the What is Stoicism podcast. If you'd like to support the show, please consider taking a second to leave a rating and a review. It's a good way to let me know you're getting value from the content and it helps more people discover the show. I appreciate your support. Thanks so much. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, I recommend checking out the Stoic Handbook podcast by John Brooks. It's one I've been a fan of myself for a while. It has great reviews. John publishes regular episodes that are always filled with practical wisdom and it's available on all the usual podcast platforms. You can also find it on the web at stoichandbook.buzzsprout.com. Thanks again for listening.